Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Two. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds on 103.7 The Buzz. With my boobay, like the analyst. Girl, I can buy your Westie girl with my base stuff. I know that it's good when you sit it on my taste blood. I get way too petty once you let me do the extras. Pull up on your block and break it down. We playing Tetris. AM to the PM, PM to the AM phone. Eat up your potatoes. My left stroke just went viral. Right stroke, put a baby in the spot. Welcome to Out of Bounds, live from the Hawks Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, Kevin Bohannon. It is a weekend recap brought to you by Fleet Management Services. And you can get involved in the show several different ways. You can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Also, Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. All the ways to get into the show. And we are going to recap what happened over the weekend. There was a lot with NFL playoffs, some Razorback basketball, and there's more NFL playoffs going on today. What's up, Kevin? What's going on, Freaky Joe? Nice snowy day in the great state of Arkansas. A lot of good sports to talk about. It's not as it didn't snow as much here as it did in Buffalo. My goodness, they're in for a treat tonight <laughs> up there in, in, in the great state of New York. Absolutely. Did you get a chance to get out in the snow? Uh, I know you have kids. Were they out and uh, you had to get out there with them and play? Absolutely. Tessa, she's three, so she was really excited yesterday when the first flake started to fall around noon. She wanted to go out there, so we ran out there for a little bit. I don't care if it was 13 degrees. Baby girl wanted to go out there, so we went out there. And she it was funny because she fell asleep last night when it was, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock when it was snowing the most because she had played so hard that day. Uh, but we we got to go out there this morning, build, build a, some very small snowmen because it's a real dry, powdery snow, uh, right on the sled and do some snow angles. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun, but uh, I'm ready for baseball season now. <laughs> <laughs> it's right around the corner. That's not too far away. You got a 15- and 16-year-old, and they got out and uh, today had a chance to get out. They're going to get out there some more, sled around. Now, they would have been out of school anyway for MLK right. Day, yep. but mm-hmm. uh, the snow came, and uh, it, it was a good time for them to get out. The thing that they've already heard is they're going to be out of school again tomorrow. So it depends on how long this lingers around. They're going to be out of school for a few days. Yeah, same, same here. I can expect a lot of schools will be shutting down tomorrow because it's not going to get above freezing uh, for the next couple of days. So sun's supposed to come out on Wednesday. Maybe it melts some of this stuff off and we're able to get back to a little semblance of life around here. Yeah, that sounds good. Damon, uh, tell us tell us what's going to happen today. We already saw a little bit of snow come through and some people are stuck in the house. Like, you know, there are several people around. and uh, But... There are people that are out and about that had to get out and work. Okay, we'll get with Damon in, in a little bit and, and kind of get a forecast as to what's going on. But, Kevin, as far as some of the NFL games, there's one in particular that everybody wants to talk about. But we're actually going to start and kind of go down the schedule as as they went along. The Browns and Texans, that was the first game that happened and there was a lot of excitement in this game, and it seemed like it went back and forth for a little bit until uh, Joe Flacco. He made a couple of key mistakes in the game when uh, when it was still a game at the time, and then the Texans just kind of took off from there. They had a 10-point lead where it was 24-14, so you could still see that it was a game, and then back-to-back series, pick sixes. Yeah, it was it was a game, then it was game, set, and match. And uh, the, the talk around this was, was Cleveland going to be better off without Deshaun Watson, their multi-million dollar quarterback, coming into the season? The Browns went through four quarterbacks, got to settle on Joe Flacco, the journeyman that took the Ravens to the Super Bowl. So coming into this, I figured, hey, the Browns have a good shot, and early on, punch, counterpunch, but got to give it up. C.J. Stroud is well beyond wise well wise beyond his years now 
Uh, he went 16 for 21, 274, three touchdowns. He had no problem picking apart a Brown secondary that was the number one defense in terms of points given up this year, I believe. So they gave up 45 on Saturday, and, and the Texans will roll into the next round. This Texans team is very dangerous in terms of what they can do moving forward because they're they're young on offense. You got Devin Singletary, John Meachie the third from Alabama. Uh, they're very versatile on offense, but C.J. Stroud could be up there as one of the top quarterbacks in the league going into next season. They know that they're going to have to travel for the next game. They got a home game because they won the AFC South, but they don't know who their next opponent is going to be. That's depending upon what happens with the game today. But it's either Chiefs or Ravens, and the way the Texans have played all season, they will be prepared no matter which team that is because they are strong on defense. At times, they show a strong running game when they need to, but it is about C.J. Stroud and what he's been able to do with those receivers. Nico Collins is coming into his own. Dalton Schultz at the tight end position. He's been playing really well, and it's almost like, you know, they were able to really jump ahead of schedule and and put some things together long before anybody thought they would be able to. But with the division they play in, it probably helped a little bit, but... Ultimately, you have to give credit to the Texans and how they came into the season well-prepared, and they had some really big wins this year. Yeah, and give it to Coach D'Amico Rines. For him to step up as a first-year head coach in the great the NFL, you got to think about that for a minute. Came up linebacker at Alabama, played in the NFL, became linebacker's coach. He kind of went the route that Mike Vrabel did, and Mike Vrabel's going to be a head coach in the NFL again, even though he just got fired by the, by the Titans. So if, if the Bills win tonight, they're going to go to Baltimore. If the Steelers win, they're going to go to KC. I think KC is a better matchup for them right now than the Ravens would be. I think the Ravens have too much firepower uh, with Lamar Jackson and, and the Chiefs. Who knows? The other night was kind of a, a, a coin flip in terms of what could happen, but the Chiefs showed that they can win at home in brutal conditions. It, we saw Patrick Mahomes helmet get cracked in the game for crying out loud so uh, that's going to be something to keep an eye on but Steelers win they're going to take that trip to Baltimore next week and I know you'll be paying attention to that Bill Steelers game tonight absolutely and that's going to start with about 30 minutes left in the show so um, it was one of those that was supposed to happen on Saturday and then it got postponed till today so now we end up with two playoff games today which it works out well and we'll uh, we'll be able to enjoy a couple of games when we thought we were going to have one Monday night game. And you know how the NFL is. If uh, if there's a big response from this, then they're they going to look into it. <laughs> yeah, they're going to say, hey, yeah, how about moving forward? We do a doubleheader on Monday night or on Monday, <laughs> and uh, and then we can split it up that way. We have six games, and we can go 2-2-2, two, 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 you know, and then uh, do it that way. And speaking of a big response, you mentioned the Dolphins and Chiefs there. That was um, it, it was a brutal game as far as the weather with the fans being there, but they showed up. Now, it was less of a crowd than it would have been, but they showed up, and uh, the play was sketchy at times, and you could tell that the Dolphins just missed on quite a bit. They had their opportunities, but they, they missed on quite a bit where they just couldn't really get anything going. But um, the streaming only, it was a Peacock-only game, and uh, it was the largest view audience viewing streaming a streaming event in the history, 23 mil. And that was the response that the NFL wanted and needed. So you know that they're going to do that again. Yeah, 23 million times 599. You, you can do that math. That's about 138 million dollars that comes in that they'll get to split up between the the streaming company, advertising money that comes in for that because Peacock isn't ad-supported platform. That's kind of my day job, working with those entities like that. So, yeah, it was what the NFL wanted. But back to the game, Joe. Uh, one for 12 on third down, the, the Dolphins. They just – and this is a team known for its high-flying offense. Uh, the weather just – they shut them down, man. And Chiefs come out over 400. They were very, very 50-50 on offense, uh, 262 yards passing, 100 at 147 on the ground, Pacheco looked really good. But Patrick Mahomes is used to this now. He's he, he's a veteran now. He, he's not just a kid that's come out of Texas State or Texas Tech 
uh, two or three years in. He, he's been in the league for a while, so he knows what to do in these situations. And um, the Chiefs were the odds-on favorite going into this season. If you go back to March, April, looking at the odds for the Super Bowl, the Texans were, I think, dead last. So uh, going into next week, it could be a, a really good matchup between the Texans and the Chiefs. The Chiefs, something that they struggled with all season, dropped passes, the receivers weren't stepping up. They may have found a receiver now, Rasheed Rice, and this is the guy that they drafted with high hopes. And now yes. he comes in and, you know, he's played to a certain level throughout the season. But just when they need him in the postseason, when they need him to step up big, now he actually stepped up big in, in this playoff game so far. And they have a lot of young receivers, so they'll be able to look towards others, but he seems like he may be the go-to guy. Yeah, it takes some pressure off, off Travis Kelsey. And uh, Rice coming out of SMU wasn't, you know, he fits that system out there. He's 6'1", 200. I think he ran a four five one at the combine. So it's, you know, nothing to, you know, get excited about. But in an Andy, off- Andy Reid offense, you can have your number called at any time. So those guys have to be ready. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, only one catch for eight yards. So... Those veterans coming in have to rely on these younger guys. Miko Hardman, he's not just a return guy anymore. So Rasheed Rice stepping up was really big for them. Of course, Kelsey had his uh, usual self, seven catches, 71 yards. But that eight catch, 130, and the touchdown on the night for Rice was big for them moving forward. Yeah, it really was. And then the game yesterday, the first game yesterday we had with Cowboys and Packers, Packers jump out to a 27 nothing lead, and then the Cowboys, they were able to score right before halftime, and they went into halftime, 20-point deficit. They come out, they get the ball first. They're down by 17 at the time because they put up a field goal. So it's 27-10, and it looked like they had a chance, but every time they got anything going, then the Packers, they, they would step on the gas and they would put up another score. Yeah, and the the Packers have had this issue in the past where they may get up three touchdowns, and next thing you know, it's twenty one to twenty, and they're losing. I know that happened in the opener against the Bears a couple of years ago. But Jordan Love, you know, the last five six weeks of the season, he was up there in terms of statistical leaders in the National Football League. That's something that, as a Packers fan, it's it's good to see because there was a lot of question marks in the season coming out. Okay, can he really surpass Aaron Rodgers and pass him up in terms of expectations for this early on in his career? 272 yards, three touchdowns. Aaron Jones was the key factor in this game. Though The Cowboys could not stop the running game. Jones averaged a little over five yards per carry, but where do the Cowboys go now? And I know there's a lot of Cowboys fans in this state and a lot of good friends of mine. Kyle Sutherland being one of them. Cowboys fan. They have to... <laughs> And a lot of these are Razorback fans, too, so I know on the other side of the break we'll talk a little bit more about that, but another heartbreak offseason for the Cowboys. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about that one because there's a lot to break down and what could possibly happen in the future, and they're looking towards their offseason now quickly, a lot quicker than maybe many people expected. But we're going to come back with more of Out of Bounds, Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, and Hogs Me Market Studio, Kevin Bohannon, We have much more on Out of Bounds. If you want to get into the show, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. More Out of Bounds coming up after this break. Stay tuned. on the sidelines? Then it's time you suit up and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is SportsCenter. 
Plenty of action across the natural state this weekend in men's college basketball. First, the Arkansas Razorbacks fell to 0-3 in the Southeastern Conference as they lost at Florida on Saturday, 90-68. The Hogs are now 9-7 overall. UAPB picks up a win on the road against Texas Southern, 70-67. UCA also picks up a win, 59-57 at home over Bellarmine. UALR fell this weekend, 77-72 against Tennessee Martin. And then Arkansas State fell 84 to. 80 at home against Louisiana Lafayette. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. This is Pat Bradley, and I'll be on Morning Mayhem Weekly with Baz, Roger, and Justin, presented by Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Alcoa Community FCU has rates as low as 3.99% with their New Year's Auto Loan Special. Hurry, offer ends January 31st. It's the Average Guy Movie Review, Thursdays in the Zone, with me, Justin Acri, and Wes Moore. Presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Our friends from Rock and Roll Sushi will come in and recap or look ahead to what's trending on TV, the big screen, Netflix, or wherever you get your entertainment. It's presented by Rock and Roll Sushi. Deliciously twisted flavors and a rock and roll vibe that will blow your mind. Rockandrollsushi.com Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So, while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 1037 The Buzz is home for Razorback basketball. Be sure to stick around after the game for the Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show with Wes Moore and Josh Neighbors, live from Walk-Ons in Little Rock, presented in part by Orville, Arkansas, and First Security Bank. The Rogers Family for Capital Business Machines. It's real important to keep going what uh, our dad has started. He had a good reputation, and we want to continue that reputation. Business is about relationships, and I think a lot of times it gets too corporate, too internet, too impersonal, and we want to continue that legacy that, that our dad has, has started. Treat people right, and they'll take care of you, too. Contact us today for a free document assessment at catbiz.com. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a zero. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. I'm super and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boarhead deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people.
live from the Hogs Meat Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, Kevin Bohannon. If you want to get involved in the show today, as we're talking about NFL playoffs, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions text line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America, life and feedback. And it is a weekend recap brought to you by Fleet Management Services. So we're recapping what happened over the sports weekend. A lot of fun in NFL this weekend. Packers take down the Cowboys 48-34 yesterday. Browns defeat the Texans 45-14. Big game for C.J. Stroud. Rams defeat the Lions, or Rams fall to the Lions 24-23. And the Chiefs took down the high-flying Dolphins 26-7 to in a game, Joe. That was the fourth coldest on record. It reminded me of the 2007 NFC Championship game between the Giants and the Packers, uh, one of Brett Favre's last games uh, before he went into one of his three retirements. Yeah, there was a lot made of that as far as the weather, and it, it should have been because that, that was really cold and harsh conditions to have to deal with. But I think for the players – as they're out there on the field moving around and they're kind of, you know, getting the juices flowing, they were fine once they were on the field. But the players that were on the bench, they had the benches heated. It was probably the ones that were standing and the coaches that were most affected and the fans that were in the stands. But everybody that knew that they were going to have to deal with those conditions, all you can do is layer up and maybe try some hand warmers and put those in your in your shoes also, and uh, just try to make the best of it. Now, once the game was in hand in the fourth quarter and you knew that the Chiefs were going to go on to win, you saw the crowd start to file out of there. So people wanted to, to beat the crowd out, and I think everybody had the same idea at the same time. So not sure that they were able to beat anybody out of there and not get caught up in the traffic because everybody had that same idea. Yeah, and... The biggest thing I was worried about during the game were the receivers and the kickers because those those footballs, when it gets really cold outside, those things turn into boulders. And whether you're punting, kicking, kicking off, doesn't matter. I thought I thought we would see some broken fingers. I know how hard Patrick Mahomes throws a football as well because he, he was a pitcher and shortstop back in uh, his prep days in in Texas. So. Uh, I thought we may see some dislocated fingers or, you know, maybe a stress fracture on the foot. Thinking back to the the days of the 1960s and 70s up there, they used to kick barefooted. And you don't Whoa. see barefoot kickers barefoot kickers anymore, but that, that was one of the things that I started thinking about. But everybody got through the game. Uh, no big injuries to speak of. So a uh, lot to move forward to on the Packers. They weren't expected to do this this year. And, of course, the Cowboys, everybody thought – coming into it and this is the way the cycle goes for a Cowboys fan they get excited get blown out by by a respectable team like the 49ers was this year get into the limp into the playoffs everybody gets excited again and then they go home the first round so uh, what happens next there's a lot of speculation on my, if Mike McCarthy is going to come back is Dak Prescott going to come back are they going to move on the big name being thrown out there right now is Bill Belichick and Joe I don't know what your thoughts are on the situation. I know we'll get yours and many others, but I don't see Bill Belichick going to the Cowboys working with Jerry Jones. Oh, you don't see it happening. Okay, well, yeah, that's definitely um, an angle we can get into. Now, um, Bill Belichick, he's had a lot of control with the Patriots. That's right, yeah. And, um, and it was stated that, you know, if he was going to stay with the Patriots, which I think he, in his mind, he really wanted to do because – They've done that for a long time, and uh, it was stated that he was willing to give up some of that control as far as the GM yeah. role and just worry about coaching and, uh, and even maybe give up some control as far as choosing the coaching staff and let ownership and the GM probably handle some more of that. Now, that was to stay at the previous situation where he was used to for years. Now, Robert Kraft countered that and said he's been in business for a long time. He has several businesses, and they tried that approach in some of his other business ventures, and he said it, it just didn't work the same like they envisioned going into it, and so he just didn't think that after so many years of doing it, that would have been the right move. Now, to go into 
the whole deal of now you're um, it's a new experience and it would be something different. Saying that Belichick was willing to do this with the Patriots somewhere he's been long term, if he's going into a new situation, I could see him just wanting to concentrate on the coaching standpoint because he's somebody that's chasing that all-time wins as a head coach, and that's his ultimate goal to do that and to win more championships. Yeah, and now that you say that, I could see it, but it's Jerry Jones. I mean, how much – we know Jerry controls everything, and down to the – vaulted ceilings in their suites you know everything is detail <laughs> everything is drawn out to detail with that man so how and personalities are a huge thing we've seen bobby petrino jimbo fisher how do personalities mesh? would it work things like that that's obviously um the fascinating scenario that gets sparked right now because they did uh make that quick exit against the packers now back to the patriots for just a second Really good hire in Gerard Mayo, I thought. Um, Robert Kraft moved quickly, uh, did the interview process. They pretty much had him, you know, kind of a head coach in waiting uh, right there for the Patriots. So I'm excited to see how a Patriots guy, the Patriots way, they move forward with, it, with that in that organization. So uh, we'll see how that works. But the Cowboys have to do something because they they can't figure it out. Every time they think they have, it's the same thing at the end of the day. What's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome? But yeah, what, Jerry, what is yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Jerry Jones is, is somebody who, over the years, he's liked a certain type of coach, and it, and it was because he's in control of everything. So it's going to be that coach that, you know, you're you're determining every move that they make, basically. And Mike McCarthy falls into that. The only coach that you that comes to mind would be Bill Parcells, who Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick they worked together for a number of years, and we saw that there was success there. And then also Jimmy Johnson was that guy. They butted heads simply because, you know, they they go back a long time. They were friends, but Jimmy Johnson, you know, he was a strong personality, and we know that Jerry Jones is so. We've seen it happen like that in the past, but those guys had success. And with the success they had, they were able to look past it for a bit until Jerry said, you know what, we can bring somebody else in and have the same success and uh, keep this thing rolling, but ultimately he has more control. And they were able to do that whenever Barry Switzer came in because Barry Switzer said he had a Ferrari and he just had to drive the Ferrari. He'd make sure he didn't, he didn't wreck the Ferrari. <laughs> So yeah, you, you've seen that before. And of course, Bill Belichick has 302 wins now. He, he has a shot. He's 71 years old. Uh, we know that Nick Saban retired last week at 72. But you know, how much longer does he want to do this? With the way you know, NFL is always changing. They're always making it an offensive league. Is it passing those defensive coaches up? Is, is that's what it's doing? Uh, because you know, it's. You moved to 17 games, now you're getting 5,000-yard passers every year. Tyreek Hill was on pace uh, to break Calvin Johnson's yardage record this year before he got hurt. So can Belichick, in the twilight of his career, adapt to that offensive league without Tom Brady? And I don't care where he goes, that's always going to be the question, can he win without Tom? Absolutely, and that's why he probably will want to put himself in the best position he could. And so there are a couple of uh, – teams that come to mind where you think about with the franchise quarterbacks now there could be some question as we're talking about with the Cowboys with Dak he has been the franchise quarterback but you know not only is the coach going to get some of the blame here but the quarterback is also always going to get some of the blame the Chargers would seem to be a good situation where he was connected to but they're interviewing Jim Harbaugh but ultimately there are seven and if you if you take away um, uh, yeah se seven other openings out there where Bill Belichick would have a chance to maybe put his name out and, and see what happens. Yeah, it, it came out today that you know Jim Harbaugh is, is looking. He, he wants to win a Super Bowl. He would be one of those few coaches that were able to pull it off. You know, win, win the national title and win a Super Bowl. So, uh, but yeah, let's let's go down the list real quick: Seahawks, Titans, Washington Commanders, Atlanta Falcons, Los Angeles Chargers, 
Las Vegas Raiders, Carolina Panthers. Out of those, the one I could maybe see fitting is maybe the Titans. I, I, I don't know why that really sticks out to me. Maybe it's uh, geography bias, uh, but I could kind of see that really working. Every, everywhere else, you really kind of see, okay, they got rid of Pete Carroll, ask him to exit. Uh, you, you're trading Pete Carroll for Bill Belichick. That's two really outstanding coaches, but is that the situation he wants to be in? Atlanta, you have a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter, but it's not established. So the Chargers, yes, they have Justin Herbert, but I think they ultimately end up with Jim Harbaugh. That's just my thoughts. And Las Vegas, who knows? The Raiders, this is not the Al Davis Raiders, uh, but they still kind of walk to the beat of their own drum, and who knows what's going on in Carolina. They've been through more coaches um, <laughs> recently than just about anybody else. You give give Frank Reich 11 games, and that's his audition. They send him packing uh, after a 1-10 start. You do have Bryce Young, but is he is he the future uh, for Carolina? That's going to be a question that needs to be answered sooner rather than later. Now, with the Panthers, we talk about those strong personalities with the ownership. That would be the one place out of all these openings that Bill Belichick, there's probably no chance that he goes there. But, exactly. you know, money does talk. And so and that's the uh, second wealthiest owner in the NFL. And so um, he wants to win. He wants to win at all costs. Now, he is somebody that kind of wants to do it his way. But what owner doesn't want to be able to do it his way? There are some owners that interfere more in football operations when there are some that just let their football people handle everything. But David Tepper seems to be one of those guys that's going to get in the way and uh, interfere at times. So that would be the one that you really couldn't see Belichick going to. There have been conversations about the Falcons, and they're not necessarily a strong connection there. But with Bill Belichick, he's been around so long that all these owners know him, especially yeah, the he, ones that have been he, yeah. around so long. They they all know him, and and uh, I'm sure that some have different relationships than others with him, but that they've all had conversations with him over the years. So the Falcons, that's one, because of the, the situation with the Chargers, and with them seeming to uh, really be after Jim Harbaugh, that's one that you probably could make the connection on where Belichick, there, there's a good chance that he could go there. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Sullivan from CBS Sports uh, did a matchmaking article the other day where he said, okay, here's the best possible fit for all the openings right now. And he had Bill Belichick going to the Falcons. They got the number one, the number eight overall pick next year so they could, you know, Get a quarterback early, depending on what the draft class end up shaking, how it shakes out. Uh, but it could go into trade and free agency because they're right there. They've been seven and ten, I think, the past three seasons, and they're right there on the cusp of you know breaking into the playoffs right there. So that could be one. Uh, a couple others on the list: Dan Quinn uh, going to the Seahawks. A lot of people think that Dan Quinn will move on uh, from where he is right now. <laughs> ben Johnson going to the Commanders. Johnson is his name has been come up. A lot lately. Uh, interview requests from the Panthers, Falcons, Chargers, and Titans. Speaking of the Tennessee Titans, Bobby Slowick, uh, the offensive play caller for the Texans, he's going to be a hot commodity coming off this playoff run and what he's done with C.J. Stroud. The Chargers look to land uh, Mike Vrabel. That's one that you and I just talked about, possible landing spot for Jim Harbaugh. The Raiders are expected to stick with Antonio Pierce. I think he deserves uh, a shot to see what he can do for a full season there. And then Carolina uh, be the landing spot for Jim Harbaugh. So uh, Jim Harbaugh, Bryce Young, that matchup, it, it's intriguing, needless to say. And they really took a shot at Harbaugh last year when they had their opening, and he decided to stay in right. Michigan, which turned out to be a great move for him. But it was stated, and this is why the Chargers are at the forefront of most people's minds, thinking that that's going to be the landing spot for Harbaugh. They said that Harbaugh actually wanted to be there last year, and they didn't have an opening. So now that they do have an opening, that seems like that would be a good fit. Now, as far as Dan Quinn, it does seem perfect that he would go back to Seattle. And until last night, he would have been in the mix for maybe the Cowboys' job. But with the defense giving up 48 points, that seems like that's not happening. Because there's always been that thought there that if they decide to move on from Mike McCarthy... We've seen that there have been games where Mike McCarthy didn't coach and Dan Quinn actually did. And um, 
they they played really well. But after that performance last night, giving up that many points, there's no way that Dan Quinn would be the Cowboys' next coach. Yeah, he, he might have uh, needed to call in sick today because I bet his phone uh, was blowing up from from people saying, what happened? What's going on? And, you know, the Cowboys, Micah Parsons only had three pressures on 18 rushes last night. They didn't have a sack. Uh, that's due to Jordan Love getting the ball out quick, the play calling. you got to give it to uh, the Packers' offensive staff for having a game plan that would – subside a defensive pass rush that had given teams fit, especially early in the season. So when you get to the playoffs right here, you have to take that next step as a coaching staff. I've never coached the NFL, obviously, but it's not just status quo once you get here. you got to figure it out and move with the players you got. Packers did a better job of that last night, and that's why everybody's you know making the questions right now because the Cowboys should have won last night. You're at home playoff game this is what you're setting up for they had the easiest road to get to where they needed to go to get to a conference championship possibly a super bowl and they they laid an egg in the, the day plain and simple laid an egg so where they move on from now it'll be interesting to see first half of that game last night the packers they scored touchdowns on four or five possessions so on their second possession they punted but they scored a touchdown, first possession, second uh, possession, they punted, and the next three possessions, they scored touchdowns. The Cowboys had four possessions in the first half, and they went punt, interception, punt, and then they scored a touchdown with their final possession, which came down to seconds before the half where they actually went for it, and they scored on fourth down, and had they not been able to do that, it really could have been ugly because of the fact that you're talking about not being down 20, but you're down 27 going into the half. So they made made a bit of a run at the end of the first half and then that opening possession of the second half where um, they kicked the field goal and they were only down 17 points. And down 17 points when you're talking about more than uh, half a quarter and a full fourth quarter to go, but it was just... They couldn't stop the Packers. They just could not stop them. Even though the Cowboys come out, kick a field goal on their first possession, the Packers go back down and score a touchdown. Score, yeah. So they, they were matching scores every time. Yeah, and, and the Packers didn't they didn't rest on their laurels last night. Of course, you know, they and Dallas was still going in a two-high safety when the Packers were up 24 points. It was 48-24. You still got a two-high safety look up there. And the Packers are going to run the football at this point. So why do you have two safeties up there? Bring an extra man down in the box and give yourself a chance. That's where I'm talking about the coaching comes into play and the game plan schemes. They all come into play at this point. And the, and the Cowboys just did not show up last night. You had a lot of people. And Dallas got some of the weather that we had last night. It's cold, but fans showed up. But you could tell. In that stadium, there were a lot of Packers fans last night because, there, and believe it or not, there's a lot of Packers fans in Arkansas and in the South. So um, Jerry Jones knows, especially after it got up 17 to nothing. There was a, there was a lot of joke going around social media after the Packers went up 17 to nothing because it was a quick 17 to nothing too, Joe. And once it got to 20 and 27, Jerry Jones started looking around quite a bit, like, okay, we we got to move on from this. <laughs> Yes, yeah, he definitely was looking for answers, as everybody was on that Cowboys coaching staff, the fans, everybody just seemed to be in a state of shock. Now, uh, the Cowboys, they made it a little bit closer than what the game actually was, but it was dominated by the Packers. That that entire game was dominated just because they kept matching scores whenever the Cowboys did get some kind of life. We're going to come back with more of Out of Bounds after this break. Live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio, Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, Kevin Bohan, and more of Out of Bounds coming up. Stay tuned. The Bucks are back. 
At the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. You could win a lifetime hunting license, a Browning A-Bolt rifle, or a $1,000 gift card from Hunter's Refuge. The Taka Hunting Gear Game and Fish Foundation Free Kid Zone, including a trout pond, hoverball, buana gym, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for your chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. Rattlesnakes, chainsaw carving, birds of prey, monster trucks, and the Oaklawn Big Buck Chili Cook-Off. The Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn. Tree stands, clothing, RVs, ATVs, UTVs, ammo, and more. Hundreds of vendors with huge discounts. It's a Hall of Fame event and an Arkansas tradition. January 26th through 28th at the State Fairgrounds. Sponsored by Reliance Bank, Oaklawn Hot Springs, Arkansas, Bradford Marine and ATV, Tracker Off-Road, Hunter's Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, Outlaw Beer, and 103.7 The Buzz. Visit BigBuckClassic.com and Facebook for more info. Take your yard up to the next level with the Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Josh Dickinson is a former PGA Tour caddy, and his landscape designs are inspired by some of the most beautiful golf courses around the world. Call Josh at 501-794-2770 for all of your landscaping needs. Flower beds a mess? Josh's crew can give your home the curb appeal you've always wanted. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping also installs French drains, retaining walls, and they'll even take care of your irrigation maintenance needs. The Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Call today, 501-794-2770. MNB is proud to be serving Central Arkansas. No matter where you are in life, it's nice to know you have a partner when it comes to banking. Whether it's buying that first home, growing your business, or planning for retirement, we understand that everyone's challenges are different. At MNB, we can guarantee a great personal banking experience. Let us work to help you with your next life moment. Stop into one of our many locations and let us show you what community banking is really like. Visit us online at mnbbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Pizza's here. Oh, great. I'd love some, but I'm worried about my stomach issues. If you're worried about having diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools, it may not just be stomach issues. It could be a condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. With EPI, the pancreas doesn't release enough enzymes to break down food, but EPI is manageable. Use the symptom checker on identifyepi.com and talk to your doctor. That's identifyepi.com. Sponsored by AbbVie. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's the 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic presented by Oaklawn, January 26th through the 28th at the State Fairgrounds. It's a Hall of Fame event for the entire family featuring monster trucks, rattlesnake handling, a raptor display, chainsaw carving, and more. Hunters, bring your antlers for a chance to win a Tracker Off-Road 800SX from Bradford Marine and ATV. The 34th Annual Reliance Bank Arkansas Big Buck Classic sponsored by Hunters Refuge, Remington, Taka Hunting Gear, and Outlaw Beer. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Matt Steele in Bryant, Todd Matthews in Benton, or Justin Stewart in Malvern today. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Welcome back, Out of Bounds, live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Damon Full, Kevin Bohannon. If you want to get involved in the show today, you can call 501-661-1037. Southern Structural Solutions Tech Line, same number, 501-661-1037. Gangster Museum of America Life and Feedback. 
Southern Structural Solutions text line. We do have a couple of comments. One from Just Chuck. One from J.K. about Patrick Mahomes and his helmet and the way his helmet shattered. Now, they were able to get him another helmet, and he was able to get back in the game, but it was kind of something out of the ordinary where we saw that that helmet shatter. Yeah, I've seen face masks bust and breaking in cold temperatures, but... And here's the thing, a lot of people are talking about the technology of the helmets now and how lightweight they are. Lightweight material can still break under extreme conditions. Uh, and we saw that, and they were extreme conditions the other night, so uh, that didn't surprise me uh, one bit. Hopefully, they'll get that figured out. That's one of those things that it's at the far end of the spectrum, whether it's heat or cold, when they test these uh, helmets and all this different material that makes these helmets that they're right out there. It may be, it comes in right above the threshold for, okay, it's safe to do. But now they figured out, okay, we got to take it a little bit further. Dakota also says, and he's a Packers fan, he's excited. He says that the Packers are coming for the 49ers. Packers, they, they played a great game yesterday, and we saw what they're capable of, especially when their running game is working. Now Jordan Love is playing a little bit better, and he has throughout the season. Those young receivers have come on. Jordan Love, yesterday, he had three touchdowns and to three different receivers. You had Luke Musgraves, Dontavian Wicks, and Tucker Kraft, all, or, or uh, Romeo Dobbs, Luke yeah. Musgraves, and Dontavian Wicks all catch touchdowns. And a couple of those touchdowns with Wicks and Musgraves, Busted coverage where there were no defenders around them anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You look at some of the averages. Uh, Dub Romeo Dub's eighty-seven. I had to do a double take, Joe, because I I thought I was looking out there and seeing Robert Brooks back from the early nineties with the Packers. Uh, really good athletic receiver out there. He had six catches for one hundred fifty-one yards. Average twenty-five yards a catch. Musgrave, really dependable. Seventeen yards a catch, and then Wicks only two catches, but. 12 and a half yards of catch so uh, they were getting to the middle of that secondary quick a lot of that too high safety they were finding right behind the linebackers and Jordan Love with that really good touch a lot of people were talking about the difference between CJ Stroud and uh, Jordan Love how Stroud steps into a throw and it's all body and Jordan Love really kind of flicks it out there kind of just a flick of the wrist you saw the touch uh, on those throws that were to the sideline, 25-yard sail route, cut cut in, cut back to the sideline. He had that perfect touch last night. So a lot of those balls were in perfect positions where only Packers wide receivers could catch them. Yeah, and and so you know the talk was about the running game and Aaron Jones and the way he was running, but they were pretty balanced offensively. Aaron Jones also scored three touchdowns himself. So. The Cowboys, they were just catching it from all, all angles, and they had to worry about the running game. They had to worry about the passing game. And the Packers just really kept them off balance to the point that they just didn't know what was going on. And so there were complaints about them staying in that too high safety. And if you get out of that, that is a way to maybe slow down the running game or take away from the running game. But they were worried about Jordan Love and the way that he was beating them also. So... They, it was kind of like pick your poison at some point for them. They couldn't stop exactly, anything. Yeah, that's exactly right. And they only threw it 21 times. Of course, end of the game when you're up 24 points, you're going to be running the ball. So, yeah, it was a little bit more skewed than what it should have been. But in the first half, they were completely 50-50. They were balanced. Did a great job of utilizing motion, especially on the goal line down there, to get a man out of the box. Aaron Jones had two touchdowns at the goal line, including the first one on the night. Uh, because the the Packers utilized their motion out of the backfield uh, to empty that box a little bit. So should be a really good matchup uh, with the 49ers. The 49ers are kind of a, I don't know if you call them an enigma to me, because they, they've been good all year. But they've shown the propensity to kind of lay an egg when they shouldn't have. You know, uh, opened up really, really sharp on the season. Steelers, Rams, Giants, Cardinals uh, didn't thump the Cowboys forty-two to ten. So uh, they've gone through a couple, you know, couple losing stretches. Lost to Baltimore. That was the biggest one on Christmas 
of Christmas Day where the Ravens beat them 33-19. That gave the Ravens the number one overall seed in the AFC. So Packers do have a chance. It's going to be tough, though. Uh, San Francisco, Brock Purdy was the one that they thought throughout the season, is he a game manager? Can he take over a game? That's going to be the question because he didn't during the Ravens game when they really needed him to. And, and those three games you mentioned there where they had a three-game losing streak, the what, what, what those games had in common, the 49ers, they were dealing with a lot of injuries at the time. So you've seen them at their best when they've been completely healthy to begin the season. They go through that losing streak, and they had some major injuries going on, and then they seem to almost cruise through the rest of the season, except for that game against Baltimore and, and the Ravens. But the Ravens... The, the Niners are the top seed on one side. The Ravens are the top seed on the other side. So you're talking about two of the best teams in the NFL when they matched up, and the Ravens look really good in that matchup. Now, if they happen to play each other once again, and that could only be in the Super Bowl, anything goes at that point. That game would have, have no effect on the next game other than you could try to capitalize on some of the things that work for you with the Ravens. And then with 49ers, they're trying to correct everything that didn't work. So those are two things <laughs> yeah. you, you would be looking at. But yeah, um, Nothing worked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But the last game, and, and we'll talk about more of this one, with the Rams and Lions, it came down to one point where the Lions get a one-point win over the Rams, 24-23. And um, it, it was also one of those games where – you saw that these teams, they looked a little more evenly matched. But the Rams, it seemed like it was the same deal with the Cowboys and Packers where when the Lions needed something and they needed to make a play, they were able to make a play. And that the the Lions or the Rams couldn't stop the Lions from making a play. And, you know, there was, there's been speculation that maybe the Rams may move on at, at the head coaching spot, which doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. I think... They're a team, yeah, they had down here last year, but they make the playoffs this year, you know, in the division. But the Lions, man, is it, Joe, isn't it just a feel-good story with Dan Campbell? Seeing that guy succeed, tidying journeyman in the NFL, tidying coaching in the NFL. You don't, he's kind of like the John Harbaugh situation that he had being a special teams coordinator. He wasn't a defensive or offensive coordinator, not a pretty position, but now he's got the Lions in the second round and looking to go to the Super Bowl at 14-5 on the year. Yeah, yeah, it is a really good story because they haven't won a playoff game in 32 years, yeah. and now now they, they've gotten it done. So they're going to have another home game, too. That is the interesting part about it. Now that the Cowboys lost, the Lions are going to have another home game. They'll play the winner of tonight's game with the Bucks and Eagles. So it's going to get really interesting for the Lions moving forward. We have more of Out of Bounds coming up after this break. It's going to be Hour 2, live from the Hogsmeade Market Studio. Joe Franklin, Damon Poole, Kevin Bohannon. Stay tuned. More of Out of Bounds. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Kaufman by Design West, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC, R-Care, and Parker Cadillac. Fellas, what's good? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Look, if you've noticed a lack of energy, motivation, and drive, it could be Low T. Be sure to schedule your health assessment at Low T Center. They offer the convenience of physician-monitored self-inject at-home testosterone.